Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OK Now What? This uh, week, we have Thomas, Elizabeth, and me, Greg. Um, so before we get started on this week's topics, um, tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, OK Now What? will be going live on Instagram with congressional candidate uh, from Florida, Christine Olivo, to do a town hall for um, uh, in favor of the $15 minimum wage. So we'll be talking about that. So please tune in tomorrow, again, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on our IG and Facebook pages to watch an amazing discussion. She's an amazing candidate. If you want to uh, look up more about her, um, just look at our old episodes and she was on the show. So yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and go into this week's news. Um, so our first story is um, not too, you know, upbeat. It's not upbeat, actually. Um, it's the Colorado shooting that happened earlier this week, and it marked the second uh, mass shooting in almost a week. Ten people were killed, including a police officer, after a gunman walked into a store in Boulder County, uh, Colorado, on Monday and began randomly shooting uh, shoppers. People can't go to the movies. People can't go to schools. People can't go to baseball games without being shot I get, now people can't go to the grocery store I have to go to the grocery store now wearing I'm going to probably be shot and what bothers me is people continue to do thoughts and prayers um, it's a mental health issue he had a bad day I'm tired of all this bullshit rhetoric that goes on we need serious gun control. It is and always the right time to talk about it. But Elizabeth, go ahead and give me your thoughts on this story. Oh, when I heard the news, like my heart literally sunk. And I kind of like just stayed, like I was sick to my stomach. I, I, I just can't believe how normal this is in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, the thoughts and prayers, you know, we're, we're tired of that. We want legislation. We want, no one is trying to take anybody's guns away. No one is trying to take anybody's second amendment right. But we do want thorough background checks and that's what a lot of people pushing for gun reform want a comprehensive background check I think that is pretty reasonable for someone who is looking to solicit a weapon that can take away people's life Mm -hmm. and um, I just hope that you know politicians will begin to act on it and not just, you know, say that they're with the communities that are victims of gun violence. And another thing was that I was watching how many 
um, I think now this posted how many politicians take oh. money from gun groups. And it's devastating because you see a long list and there's a, a few representatives that are here in California that take money from gun groups. And even and, some Democrats. Yes. And you see like how much money these politicians are taking and it ranges from like $200,000 to like $10,000. That's what they're taking to sell out our community safety. And, you know, when I see like a politician to 30,000 from the gun groups, and that's why they're, and they voted no on two recent uh, proposed gun protection or gun restrictions or gun reform bills in this, in the Congress. Um, so it's just really disheartening that they're selling out our community safety. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, go ahead and give me your thoughts. Uh, I have to say, coming living, well, growing up in the UK, um, mass shooting on this level is unheard of. Um, it's, it's, this is a uniquely American issue. And I, um, I, I have conversations with people I live with and, uh, you know, after this happened and, this has happened before we've had conversations about because this seems to happen so often um i don't i don't you know it because of the culture around guns in this country um it's very difficult to even have a starting conversation on okay what does gun control look like because you've got a lot of people who um sort of you know, you just you just have this culture of uh, of um, you know the right to bear arms and the right to own a weapon, and um, and it's it's just it's you can't you can't even have the discussion because it just it just you know the the uh, the constitution comes up, and um, I will say this: the UK has its own problems. Don't get me wrong; we have a we have a horrendous knife crime. Uh, epidemic um and again i i i but i do want to uh emphasize the fact that if the uk had the same sort of firearm laws that the uk has i'm pretty sure you've probably seen the same thing happening in the you UK. you mean the us so, has sorry the, yes. yeah um so i i will say this that i do i do believe that it, it uh guns do play a part like mm. like um but for, the the issue is that America does not want to, um, it doesn't want to tackle the root cause of what's causing these mass shootings. Right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't actually want to digest why these things are taking place and what's causing these issues to happen in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, what do you, but, what do you think is causing this? Um, I. I, I believe it's it's a it's a mixture of things like it's mm -hmm. it's the fact that you do have ease of access to mass to to you know things like an AR15 um, that cause you know uh, you're able to mow down you, you're able to basically shoot and kill and a huge <laughs> number of people in a short space of time 
right. Whereas the difference is in the UK, we have a, a knife crime e epidemic, which means the most people only have access to a blade, so they can you know, they, they can only stab so many people. In this, you know, I, I truly believe that if the UK had the same, we, we'd have we'd be having the same problems because. Mm -hmm. Along with the UK as well as the US doesn't want to, um, it doesn't want to uh, analyze what's causing crime. Like what is causing people to go around and rob people by knife points, right? Yeah. What's causing people to go here and decide to just go shoot up a grocery store? Like nobody, nobody wants to, you know, go deeper than just the surface level. Um, mm -hmm. The problem of I will say there's a problem of gun control here is that um, and I've seen takes from the black community here is that um, unfortunately here you have a police force that is seriously racist and abusive to minorities and history has proven in the past with the Black Panther movement that the only recourse for these people is to arm themselves and protect the community, right? Well, yeah, so you're, you're right, because that's the only reason why gun control existed after, was after the Black Panthers. Yes, yes, with Reagan, in fact, Reagan did that after the Black Panthers went up to Capitol Hill and, and staged, and staged a, like, basically a, a, a protest uh, armed. So, so the argument here is that if you want gun control, all you need to do is just arm every minority in America, and then white America would be so fucking shocked and scared they'll probably do something about it, right? That, For that's real. The argument, right? I, no, I, refuse, I refuse to own a weapon. Well, I mean, for saying, like, I'm too much of, no, I can't. But as a gun control, for me, I personally believe that it guns need to be regulated like a car. You yes. Need a, More. A, a driving test. Oh, yeah, yes. exactly. You need a driving test? Okay, well, let's practice behind the gun test, okay? A written test. Um, a, a physical, a mental health physical check, you know, all and that. And they need to pay registration fees and not and a 10, 20, like a... I and tags every year. Yes. And you know what? Get some gun insurance. How about that? Yeah. I think the, the problem is, is that, you know, you, you have a society here where you deem gun rights bigger than healthcare rights, right? Mm. And, and, and that, that is, a, that is, that is uh, a society that is completely skewed what what should be a human mm -hmm. right and what shouldn't be a human right you know like yeah you you've emphasized that guns are more important than healthcare you've emphasized you know it just it's i don't know it's it's i think the problem is that america has a mix of like white supremacy and individualism and a lack of community like mm -hmm. it has this lack of um caring about other people mixed in and then when you have all these things infused with the ease of access to weaponry, such as an mm -hmm. AR-15, um, it becomes it you know it just becomes a, a, a cesspool of, of of things to for things like this that it breeds like things like this to happen on a regular basis. I, um, <clears throat> I have a question. Sorry, go on. Did you guys see this Colorado incident get covered? in like news coverage because i don't have cable tv so i don't know yeah i did like normal 
coverage KTLA or KTLA five. I mean, uh, that's what I get out here in Pomona. I was just wondering if they were trying to, because they didn't disclose the the information of the shooter. It took them a while, didn't it? Um, I'm not too sure. I think it was almost the same day. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to our next story, which isn't that great either, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so, I, oh, go ahead. I sorry, I just want to make a last point about before. Sorry, before we. Move oh yeah, on, yeah. Go ahead. That, go ahead. Is that the Biden administration has tooted the idea of giving the police power to essentially go into people's homes and take their guns, right? I or, saw that. Or, or I the suspicion that of guns. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know about do that. Do you not see? Do you not see that on a Forbes article? Uh, Forbes ran an article saying Biden administration urges Supreme Court to let cops enter homes and seize guns without a warrant. So Ooh, this is that like makes super, me uncomfortable. So that's superseding because they just passed the uh, Brianna's uh, no knock. Oh, that's law. right. And I feel like this is a way to like supersede that legislation, and it's yeah. just like so nothing happens. Oh, yes. ew, ew, I don't, oh, God, so, okay, y'all so went my, deep in that analysis right there. So my point, my point is that Breonna Taylor died because a cop was give, you know, basically went in and shot her in her own home, right? And so the answer here is not to give the police more power to mm -hmm. deal with, with gun epidemic, like, I don't understand. I believe like, Australia, is, when they wanted to ban uh, gun control after that, uh, I mean, gu ban guns and implement gun control after that shooting, was they did a gun buyback. Yeah, and it was voluntary. Yeah, and it was voluntary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm yeah. not all about going in people's homes and taking their guns. That made me uncomfortable, and you know, you guys know how I am. Um, so. Yeah, that, that made me uncomfortable. Ooh. But anyway, so let's go ahead and move on to this next story. Um, so this, I'm sure some of y'all, uh, our, our audience have heard about the um, Echo Park protests. So hundreds of advocates for the uh, unhoused gathered at um, Echo Park uh, Wednesday to promote um, and promote protest uh, plans by the city to clear a large uh, amount of unhoused encampment from the park. And um, they also wanted, they're also going to be closing the area off, off of what's being described than more than half a million dollars to repair. Um, and this, according to the Los Angeles City Councilman, Metro Farrell, the city is closing the park to repair uh, damage to lighting and plumbing and removing hazardous material. Okay, you can do that without displacing thousands of people. That's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And instead of maybe be like, oh, where, where do we put these people? I don't know. Maybe in housing? invest money into housing so where we don't we even need to have this conversation it's fucking ridiculous um 
Thomas, go ahead and give me your thoughts on this. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many things to this story. I, I'll start with Mitch O'Farrell because um, he lied on on TV. He, he lied in front of uh, reporters when he was asked, like when uh, if the police were going to go in, like when they were going to go in. Um, he uh, he. He need he just he, he needs to resign. Like, firstly, he needs to resign, or you know, he needs to be challenged. Uh, this this cannot be okay. Um, and secondly, uh, with this story, um, I mean, th I think what's been left unreported, um, there's a guy called Chad Chad Loder on Twitter who did a thread in January, um. I don't know if you remember the instant. Um, there was basically, a, a, you know, you remember January sixth when you had the Capitol insurrection. Um, well, here um, uh, there were. Do you remember the Proud Boys who grabbed that black woman? Yeah. Um, just, just round, just round here, and uh, held her there and pepper sprayed her, and the police were there. The same LAPD captain who was there, who refused uh, to charge the people who had just assaulted, uh, racially assaulted this woman, um, was conducting the displacement at Echo Park. Uh, Rick, Sta Rick uh, Stab Stabil, I can't pronounce his last name. Um, and so, um, I, sorry to interrupt, but also you mentioning you know racist ass police being there. I also want to um, talk to you about aer aerial police officers um, talking about how they wanted to uh, pour gasoline on them and light them on fire. The protesters and the unhoused community. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I wanted to um, get your thoughts on that as well, since you brought up the police officers. Um, this cannot be reformed. Um, I don't know how you can have a conversation starting now that starts with reform, because how do you reform people that want to literally pour gasoline on people and set mm -hmm. them on fire? Um, this is an institution, um, uh, and it's, and for people to say, well, there's just a few bad apples. No, this is the whole, the whole, the whole institution, um, you know, as a police officer, you have a choice. You have a choice to not do this. And you had, um, you know, imagine going going to work and your job is to basically um, not only uh, destroy um, homeless people's property, which is what displacement does, right? Mm -hmm. But to kick people out of somewhere where they've only gone in the first place because they're desperate, Right, they're desperate. They have nowhere else to go, and you decide that that's gonna, you know, that's gonna be your work. And so, for people who say blue lives matter, being a cop is a choice, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the same as being black. It's not the same as being a minority. Like you can't change the color of your skin, but you can choose to, to put down a uniform and walk uh -huh. away from this, right? And you're sign, you're signing on to this. You, you being a police officer, you're signing on to this. You're saying that you're okay with doing the things that you're doing, and and acting in the way that you are. I mean, yeah. they were they were arresting um, they were arresting journalists 
They were literally, they were, the, uh, LA Times uh, uh, put a tweet out saying that one of the journalists had been arrested on the spot because wow. he, because because you refused to leave the, the scene of the of the premises. And I'm like, I don't know. We have we have a constitution that says they're allowed to be there. Mm -hmm. They're allowed to report on this. I didn't know it's a crime. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was a crime for for reporters to report on something that the the police that taxpayers pay for to report on their on, on how they're handling a situation. I, it's not a crime. Yeah, but apparently, but apparently it is, and apparently it is to Mitchell Farrell, you know, acting like a fascist, saying that you know we're going to arrest we're going to arrest uh, not just not just peaceful protest, but we're just going to arrest all the reporters to make sure that no one gets any word out of what's going on here. Um, yeah. Elizabeth, I wanted to get your thoughts. And also, what do you, what do you think about um, the aerial officer's comments about lighting people on fire? It's disgusting. It's disgusting that we let those people hold the, that kind of position of power. And you continue to get away with it. And this is what the whole George Floyd, you know, protest movement wanted to bring attention to is that they treat minorities, marginalized people less than. They don't value their life like they do, you know, other people. Um, and like Thomas likes to say, this is very on brand for police departments to decide in, in a city, to decide that during the middle of the night, they're going to do uh, encampment sweeps, right? So, and I just wanna say like, thank you to a, uh, to a few organizations that kind of allowed me to kind of see what was going on the ground, which is the future left. They did a really good job at live streaming um, the event as it was happening and they shared stories of people who actually seek refuge in, in Echo Park, right? So a lot of people that decide to go to parks and stay there is because they feel that is an appropriate place where they can have safety. You don't wanna push our unhoused, uh, our, our unhoused neighbors to the edges where it's dark and maybe more crime can occur, right? To them, they could be targets of, of, of all kinds of, of situations, right? And also Kenneth Mejia, who's running for, I believe LA city controller. Yeah, he's running for LA city controller. He posted information about how much we spend when the LAPD decides to show up, right? That's our taxpayer money. And he said that there was about 400 LAPD uh, that showed up that night, which kind of, let me see, the average total pay for a full-time LAPD employee in 2020 was $135,000 estimate. So guess how much we paid them last night for the 400 employees? LAPD officers that showed up, $208,000. We could round it up to $209,000. That money could be used to house our community, right? <laughs> you're mute. Uh, you're mute. <laughs> Girl, thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, mm -hmm. 
defund the police. Yes, defund, defund the, the police. fucking police. We were just talking about this, but yes, defund the police. We because- talked about it last week. Still the fucking conversation this week. Right. When are we not? When are we gonna just stop having the conversation? And get and the helicopters. The helicopters cost a lot of money too. He says here that there was. Why five do you need helicopters. fucking helicopters for? Five helicopters. So that I don't know. We're just like nine, like ten thousand dollars worth of the worth of the budget or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, and also like somebody who was who is an unhoused neighbor there was talking about how city officials are not transparent about the process of let's say something like, what is it, room key, project room key? Mm-hmm. That they'll say, yeah, go and talk to a caseworker. And then uh, the unhoused neighbor goes and talks to the caseworker. And then the caseworker says, we're all booked. So basically I don't have anywhere to put you for the night or it's conditional. Like you can stay here on these conditions and it's kind of like, it's it's us disrespecting people's dignity, right? Because how are you gonna be like, we're gonna house you, but on these X, Y, and Z conditions? Like nobody wants to live that way. Yeah. Okay, right. uh, Thomas, go ahead and wrap up the segment for us. Yeah, I was just going to say, right, absolutely. And what they did is they sent social workers around, and it was on video. They videoed this, and they literally watched them, and they just, they didn't even, like, stop and speak to them. They just said words, and before before the, the people could respond, they walked away because they were doing a checklist. They had to do a mm-hmm. checklist to make, they had to make sure they could do a report and say that they actually asked the question, um, do you have everything you need? Um, do uh, um, do you need a room for the night? And he didn't even actually like stay to make sure mm-hmm. that they had a full on like it was on video. Just go on Twitter and you can see videos from the People City Council. They did a whole video of it, and they showed that they don't really, they don't actually care. Like they don't actually yeah. care. Like they just want them out of there. And the problem is, I mean, we've had to, what they're doing is they're saying. Uh, <laughs> They just want to displace these people without offering any solution, right? Mm-hmm. Any solution to where they go. Oh, so where are these people going to go? Oh, well, they'll just go down. They'll just live in a tent down the street. But what often gets unsaid about displacement is what ends up happening the majority of the time is that these people lose all their belongings in the displacement. They destroy everything that they own. So not only do they not have a house and they only have a tent, but what displacement does is the, the city comes in and they confiscate everything that they own. Even it's just disgusting. A, a, they only have a tent, right? And what got and, and what often gets unsaid also is that a lot of these homeless people have medication, they have medical devices that they only have because they were able to just scrounge up maybe enough dollars to be able to get access to the last you know, some medication that they need and then they lose it all in displacement and they could literally die because they don't have access to the medication anymore. Fucking, fucking and sick. so what people don't understand is displacement literally kills. You're literally saying, we're going to take everything that you have, even though you have literally nothing in the first place, we're going to play, we're going to say, you don't, you can't be here anymore. And, you know, what, where are these people going to go now? 
And the problem is for a lot of people, it's out of sight, out of mind. So they don't want to have to worry about seeing these people. They don't want to have to have the conversation of especially, where, what we do with these people. Especially, mm-hmm. Thomas, I just want to say the last thing. For people who are not familiar with L.A. or people who are not familiar with California, Echo Park, that, that area is already been has already been gentrified so basically we're coming out of the pandemic and they want to do out of sight out of mind it's a it's a high property i don't know valued area and they just want to out of sight out of mind yeah and that's it's very heartbreaking but um i just want to also give a shout out to maybe a girl who's running for congress in 20 in the Mm -hmm. 28th district um, she was out there protesting, literally just feet away from the police, harassing the crowds, and just thank you for doing that, maybe, and keep up the good work. Thank you for sharing that, because people need to see it. Um, so, let's move on to something a little lighter, because it's so easy to make fun of this dude. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and share thy screen. And for people listening on the Spotify, hey guys, remember we're on Spotify. Um, Just listen to this, okay? Republican legislatures across the country are working to pass bills that would restrict voting, particularly Democrats fear impacting minority voters and young voters, the very people who helped to get you elected in November. What I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. Deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off work. Deciding that there will be no absentee ballots under the most rigid circumstances. And so I'm convinced that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. I mean, this is gigantic what they're trying to do. And it cannot be sustained. And do everything in my power, along with my friends in the House and the Senate, to keep that from, uh, from becoming the law. Have you decided whether you are going to run for re-election in 2024? You haven't set up a re-election campaign yet, as your predecessor had by this time. <laughs> My predecessor need to, needed to. <laughs> My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss him. Um, have you, have you? No, an answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. At John Lewis's funeral, President Barack Obama said he believed the filibuster was a relic of the Jim Crow era. Do you agree? Yes. It's been abused from the time it came into being by an extreme way in the last 20 years. Let's deal with the abuse first. It sounds like you're moving closer to eliminating the filibuster. Is that correct? I answered your question. You also just made some news by saying that you are going to run for re-election. I said that is my expectation. So is that a yes that you are running for re-election? Look, I I don't know where you guys come from, man. I've never been able to travel. I'm a great respecter of fate. I've never been able to plan four and a half, three and a half years ahead for certain. And if you do do run, will Vice President Harris be on your ticket? I would fully expect that to be the case. She's doing a great job. She's a great partner. She's a great partner. And do you believe you'll be running against former President Trump? 
Oh, come on. I don't even think about it. I don't have, I have no idea. I have no idea whether it'll be a Republican Party. Okay. Wow. So those were just a little, some snippets of his recent press conference. Honey, you gonna be all in 2024. Like, uh, wow, okay. I, <laughs> I just find this hilarious. And like, who the hell is John Eagle, uh, Jim Eagle? Like, it's bigger than Jim Crow. I, who the hell is that? But I'm anyway, pretty sure there's... Go ahead, Elizabeth. I'm pretty sure there's a reason why they called it, why it's called Jim Crow. I don't know it. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know the historical background. I think that was a horrible, I don't know, analogy or whatever that was. <laughs> oh, God. It's so funny. Uh, Thomas, go ahead and mention something earlier about basically how low the bar is right now. Well, it's kind of ironic that Joe Biden, I mean, if you want to really analyze Joe Biden, is very much part of the Dream Crow era. I, mm -hmm. I would argue that was still in it, to be mm -hmm. honest. I would argue that was very much still, it, we never left it. That's my argument. Um, uh, but yeah, it's the man. I mean, I, that was just a short clip, but if you watch the whole pref, press conference that he did, um, it's it's astounding that he's even considering running again in 2024. The, the man the man had trouble on the best of days to just string a sentence together. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I think this, I suppose the Democratic Party is desperate. They're desperate to hold on. Well, they don't want a progressive that's for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, shout out to K-Hive, by the way. Uh, you must be in tears right now um, after hearing that. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, look, uh, Kamala Harris, I mean, she didn't even win a single delegate in the 2020 primary. I mean, it's yeah. in, in, in the primary. Um, and I mean, this... Uh, I think the Democratic Party is probably aware that she's probably going to be a vulnerable pick. Um, so they're probably just going to try and string out Biden's presidency as long as they possibly can, regardless of um, regardless of uh, how he acts and how he responds to the cameras. Uh, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of pathetic how, how his performance... Because it's it's kind of sad. Like you, you, I, you mentioned this earlier um, before the show. It was how funny Trump lost to Biden, and yes. that was and it's true. It's like wow, he screwed up that bad yeah. to lose to someone like Biden who ran for president three times. It's yeah. So funny. He he also mentioned, um, oh, I don't know, I. I, I plan for things three or four years ahead of time well then why did you run for president for three times like three times that's a lie like that's come on lie. honey you're I, also I a senator and in the house like you you run i don't i don't really mind that he forgets things and that he like loses really yeah i really 
don't. I mean, it's it's kind of funny and it's sad. It's really sad that we have like such low self-esteem as a country that we can't think of somebody else to be our president, that we stick to these politicians that have, you know, household names and stuff like that. But so his like him losing his train of thought, I, I don't really care for it. I I'm an optimist. So I am hoping that in the last two years of his uh, term, I'm hoping for something progressive. Usually politicians will do something, pro not progressive, but they're under pressure, right? Because they want a re-election or maybe he wants to, you know, hand it over to Kamala. Um, I'm hoping that the Democrats do something. That's just me being honest. I see Thomas, he's shaking his head. Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, because I'm just a hoping. Progressive seriously needs to challenge it. Yes. But Kamala, we Kamala didn't, I want to talk yeah. about something. He, they talked about ending the filibuster. And what are your guys' thoughts about that? Because now I feel like that's something we should focus on. And the other stuff is like spectator he politics. Doesn't I don't really want to end the filibuster. He doesn't well, want to. No, He's yeah. talking he about right. reforming it's, it. Yeah. He's talking about reform as if he could reform it. He just wants to. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't call it a relic of the Jim Crow era and say it's been misused. And so you want to reform it. Oh, it's like a contradiction. contradiction. Like, please. You, can't. you can't have your cake and eat it too. My brother shared a clip with me. And uh, I think we didn't see it in the clip you shared. But it said something like, it's been misused since 120 years when I was in the Senate. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. You were yeah, not in the Senate 120 years ago. But that's how low the bar is, right? Trump... In fact, if if we didn't have the pandemic, I'd argue Trump would have won, and that's how yeah. that's how bad Biden was as a candidate, right? And so for us to say that we could be okay with Biden running again, and then we could be okay with Kamala Harris potentially running, she didn't even win a single delegate, not even Cal she didn't even win her home state of California. Like that, 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 that's how bad. Yeah. I think you make, and, you make a good point, Thomas, because we see today, or was it last night, the, uh, Georgia passed that legislation that's mm. restricting voter rights. And I think this is a warning of like what Thomas is saying, like Kamala yeah. didn't even get the delegates that we need. So we are in big trouble mm -hmm. in three years. We, no, we're in big trouble in two years because, you know, yes. uh, we yes. have the House and a couple of Senate seats also. So um, let's go ahead and move on to something also kind of funny to make fun of. It's a segment I like to call, what the hell did Megan say again? So Megan McCain uh, shared her thoughts on Senator Tammy Duckworth's um, pressure to Biden to... Um, diversify the cabinet with Asian and Pacific Islander uh, minorities. So let's go ahead and I'm going to share the clip on what she thinks because she's obviously qualified to be on The View. Right. And Megan, when you see somebody say, hey, listen, I, I need us to be represented. Do you think she should have done it differently or, or do you feel like she was 
ex she was exerting her power as one in in uh, in the milieu that allows us to say, hey, we're not represented here. Well, I, I want to break this down to two separate issues. The first one is the politics of this, and nothing. Uh, there's nothing that Mitch McConnell loves more than this, because it means that there will be more no votes coming from Democrats and less people being put in cabinet positions. Um, cabinet positions in, in government are pinnacle. They're the most important parts of our electoral process, and I truly believe the most qualified people should be holding uh, you know, places that do things like national security and infrastructure, things that literally are the meat and potatoes of make that make the country great. I believe that what makes America exceptional is the fact that we're a meritocracy, that you can be anything, that you can come from anywhere and go and have success in any capacity. And I think the question Democrats have to reconcile with right now is whether or not race and gender are more important than qualification. So if you have someone who is more qualified, who happens to be a white straight person, who is more on paper, has more experience in whatever field that they're being nominated for than a minority with less experience, are we now in a place where this matters. And there's a lot of really interesting um, politics going on in the country right now. And I'm going to give just two really quick examples. One is Harvard University and Ivy Leagues are actually being sued right now for not letting Asian American students in at the same rate that they are letting black students in because they, they are not being considered by Ivy League students in the same vein as, as minorities, as, as any other minority is. Another example is in the recent stimulus package, um, money was given to uh, minority farmers, but that that excluded uh, women farmers. And so we're going to a place where even if people need money, even if people are qualified to get into Ivy Leagues, race and gender is more important than your skill qualifications, the content of your character. It is not what Martin Luther King Jr. preached. I think this is a very, very slippery slope. I was very surprised to hear someone like Tammy Duckworth say something like this. She got a lot of blowback from a lot of people, not just on the right. And I think this is actually just the natural progression of identity politics. And I will say, just to put a cap on this, the View is 25 years old next year. We've only had one Asian American host co-host this show. So does that mean that one of us should be leaving at some point because there's not enough representation? There, we're talking about is identity politics more important than qualifications of a job? And I think that's a question going forward that the progressive left is going to have to reconcile. Um, okay, <laughs> honey, one, don't ever say this is not what MLK preached on. You don't get to say what he preached and didn't preach on, okay? Two, um, the reason why these cis white gender straight males have the qualifications is because they were given all the jobs, for so damn long. And, and and to your point, should one of you leave because an Asian American should be on the view? Yeah, well, there's already two white women on. You can go ahead and take off. I, I love honestly Joy think and Sarah. that was a great idea. Yeah. Great point, Megan. Yeah, great point. Leave. Bye. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me your thoughts, Elizabeth. Um. Uh, so this first privileged of all, bitch. <laughs> first of all, Tammy Duckworth mm -hmm. was correct for demanding more representation at that level. 
Um, she did what kind of like people who break any glass ceiling is expected to do, which is hold the door open for other people, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think it was okay for her to do that. And then, oh gosh, all of the things that Megan said are just like she talked, she touched on so many things, right? So she talked about American exceptionality, or is, is that what it's called? Yeah. Where we are a meritocracy. So we reward based on, you know, your achievements and your experience. And That's obviously like that. not the case because her daddy's last name got her the job. Not the case. That's nepotism right there. Like uh, she's so not that- qualified to be on that show. Right. And um, I just feel like she shared what maybe white privileged people think, their thought process on how they justify, well, I'm here because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the lie they tell. That's the narrative they tell themselves, right? Um, there's a lot of people that are qualified uh, for her to think that is uh, that white heteronormal or heterosexual men are most uh qualified is just sad that she's Mm -hmm. that narrow-minded but I guess I'll just close with saying uh I'm pretty sure Megan Megan McCain doesn't care about like minorities like me Oh, no, she Uh, doesn't. Like, you know, she finds us irrelevant, and she's irrelevant to my life, too. (laughs) I wish she wasn't there. And and I I don't like that the media continues to give her that platform, just like they continue to give Donald Trump that platform. Amen to that, honey. Thomas, give me your thoughts on this. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to break down. I mean, I will say this. <laughs> I will. This, I will say this. Like you know, you could have a serious discussion about the weaponization of identity politics, but Megan, uh, coming from Megan McCain, you know, she doesn't acknowledge that a she's in the seat that she's in because of her dad. I mean, mm. uh, 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 it's quite evident that she's on the view because of who her dad was. Uh, I don't think you could make an argument against that um mm-hmm. i'd also say you know she she, she talked about how america is a me, 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 sorry my meritocracy meritocracy and i just want to debunk the idea that america has a fair playing field because this is just not true i don't know if you remember the felicity huffman scandal where she oh. literally bribed um her kids into uh you know better better college and usc um, USC, that's it. And oh yeah, the, the Lori Lachlan story. At the, se- at the same time, you've got parents of color who are sitting in jail just for wanting their kids to go to a better school. Mm. And so, I mean, if you really want to digest why maybe a lot of minorities and people of color don't have the qualifications to maybe you know sit in these jobs that you think they don't have the qualifications for it's probably because uh, the system literally makes it so they don't have those qualifications or they don't have that experience or they don't even have a foot in the door which is why you have so many uh white people uh, particularly men who actually do have their foot in the door and actually do have positions um 
which uh, other people just don't have access to. <laughs> and so I will, you know, there is an importance of, you know, hiring, uh, you know, uh, trying to rectify this, which is you hire outside of uh, just white men. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, um, but, you know, it's just, it's just, bewildering to me to think to, to literally stay with a straight face that that america is some like as if as if everyone starts in the same playing field this is act this has been this is just you know it's just deep mm -hmm. this whole narrative she, is she you know has never struggled she's never worked a day in her no. life mm -hmm. she's never had a, to get a summer's job she's never had to work and go to school uh, and just be on your own. No. I hate, I hate, I forgot to mention that I hate that she did that oppressor thing. Mm -hmm. That they point fingers at, oh, us white people are not the problem. It's the black students trying to get, getting admitted more to Harvard than the Asian students. Mm -hmm. Or she did that thing of the black farmers getting um, some help during the COVID relief package mm -hmm. that the Biden administration passed. And she's like, Oh, don't get mad at us, at us white women, you know, you know, why were women excluded from that? So she like puts, she scapegoats other minorities or other mm -hmm. marginalized people and kind of like continues that. And doesn't like she really is trying to be an ally. Honey, you're, you're part of the problem. Yeah, and you know, you could have, you could have a conversation about how universal programs tend to benefit people more than actually um, means testing programs. You could have a serious yeah. conversation about that, but that's not where she's coming from. This isn't, this is coming, just deflecting, uh, mm -hmm. trying to, trying to uh, sort of like, uh, like, like you said, Elizabeth, be non-apologetic for her own race, her own identity, uh, as if to say, we're not the problem. Um, and then, then, and, and then, these people don't deserve this help because mm -hmm. my, for some reason, my people aren't getting the same help. Well, the amount of help that as white people we've had is just astronomical compared to people of color and minorities. So yeah, you, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, she, she's just, uh, unfortunately she's just very, very out of touch. That, uh, like oh, just God, in, yeah. in general. Um, she never had to, like, like you said, uh, Greg, uh, never had to work a day in her life. Um, never had to worry about rent. Never had to worry about where next meal will come from. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, unfortunately... Probably never ate a cup of noodles before. <laughs> you know what? That actually sounds bomb. I'm probably going to eat some of that after this. But yeah, so um, that just basically concludes another episode of Okay, Now What? Remember to check us out on Spotify um, and check us out on social media. And remember, we are going live on Saturday, March 27th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern with Christina Levo on a town hall about the $15 minimum wage. So please check that out. I'll be moderating and have a good rest of the week. Ta-ta.